Sunday pour back on a Thursday night. A uh, little Gonzaga BYU on as the backdrop for this show. No more prime football. Uh, what a week, bro. Snail's pace this week, I tell you. <laughs> Snail's rough. pace. I don't know if it's the first full week uh, of work in a while or uh, wild card weekend on the horizon, but uh, yeah, ooh, no, we're, we're crawling to the finish line. It, yeah, it's just it's weird. There's no Monday night football, no Thursday night football. Even tonight, that. even tonight, I just I was a kind of aimlessly wandering around before the show. Like, what we want? Well, I usually do something right around now, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But well, Rocky three and Rocky four are on. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I was bouncing around. I had Michigan, Iowa on. I had Net Celtics. Uh, there's some Netflix show my wife's watching now that I think I'm watching now. Michael Douglas, Alan Arkin, could be worse. Yeah, Michael Kamin- Douglas, the Kaminsky. Alan Kaminsky method. It's okay. I think it was on a few years ago. All right. Twenty-five minute episodes. Rapid fire. It's oh, like one nice. night. That's excellent. Yeah. And it's, five a night. <laughs> yeah. And it's Michael Douglas and Alan Arkansas. So yeah, like, you can't beat yeah. It's a couple of legends. Yeah. Play play well off each other, you know. We have a Tom Seaver no hitter on MLB Network. If you ever if you want to tune into that. Oh, so Tom Seaver no hitter must have been with the Reds, yeah, White yeah, Sox, okay. Reds. Well, there, no, there was no interleague play back then. No, I'm I'm trying to think what team he was on. Oh yeah, the Reds. Okay, I thought you were saying Reds versus White Sox. I guess the worst guess I ever heard. <laughs> no, no, no Reds, White Sox. It was against the Cardinals. Against the Carrot yep. division rival, 1978. I think I had to start off the show with some bad news, actually. Uh-oh. Um, so I don't know if, if you know we have like our league get together, our first of a couple of league get togethers this weekend. Uh, so this is unofficially my my wildcard weekend party is unofficially our league uh, a league party. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of wrapping up the season as a commissioner, I feel like it's good to throw something, and then obviously DPW's uh, at your place, mm-hmm. and that's um, a little crazier of a, of a party, but. Um, I don't, I think I had to call it off. What like happened? They they, they canceled gas stoves. I can't I can't cook. I can't make the chicken without the gas stove. I don't know. Oh, you you have it. a gas stove. Yeah, yeah. It's nice having that gas stove. I it was it was, but we had to haul it out today. I think they canceled it apparently. I actually yeah. thought, I thought about I thought about deleting my Twitter account today, like legitimately for real for the first time ever. Like I think I have to just like, this is ridiculous. The the well, discourse on there is the most it's the stupidest place on earth. And that like that like put it over the top for me. I was like, what are we talking about? Get rid of the gas stove. What, what are we do so I, I skim this, but I is this a real uh is this a real issue that's actually going before our government? I, I, I really don't know. I'd heard a while ago that there was something like in the air when you put on a gas stove that wasn't great to breathe in, but I always kind of assumed that. Like you don't you don't breathe in the gas like when you put the gas stove on like if you get a whiff of it it happens but you're not sitting there inhaling it right no not yeah you know, I assume I assume like <laughs> right unless you're trying to get really high yeah. um, off gas fumes um, so I always assume there's some risk to it but I read I read recently that there was a study coming out that it was bad for you similar to smoking I guess or secondhand smoke I don't know. 
but I'm not sure how that can be because, I mean, the gas stove has been around forever. I've never heard anybody getting sick from a gas stove. I'm not saying it's impossible, but maybe it's a little bit overblown. I See, I read that it was polluting the air. Oh, just the air in general? Yeah, like a, like a SUV. <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, so it's not even about like killing me uh, personally. It's about killing the air. Yeah, the ozone you're, expen- layer. you're expendable. The environment's <laughs> I'm right, not. I'm right in harm's way here. Give me a break. Not yeah. looking at me. Not trying to help me out. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that. Is there actual data to back this up? Here's, or is it? Is this is this made up? Are people actually coming for the gas stoves, or are people just saying that people are coming for the gas stoves? Like, is the right wing saying the left wing I, is coming for gas stoves just to get people pissed at the left wing? Liberals. Or uh, I would say, like, seven to ten liberals complained, and now it's going to be a, a thing for, like, a week. <laughs> and I don't even want to call those people liberals, but seven right, to but ten fucking losers complained. They're they're labeled as, they're labeled as such so that, the you know, the right wing... And right wing media can say liberals. Because- this is, yeah, this is all speculation on my part. These I skimmed Twitter today. I think someone blocked it for uh, Barstool, maybe, and um, I refuse to look into it because it's just a ridiculous yeah, story. Yeah, it is ridiculous. I, I don't. Everything I saw was about how people were reacting to the news, which I don't even know. What right, that, and that's what I refuse to do. Yeah, that's what I refuse to. And do. it was just like, well. You can't live without your gas stove, huh? Like calling out people who can't live without a gas stove. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how are we even at this point right now? This mm-hmm. just happened a day ago, I guess, someplace. Yeah, and I might go in front of the government, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. I, I know. I've, I've, yeah. That's what they're going to ban? I don't think so, man. There's a lot There's a lot of other things you could ban ahead of the gas stove. I doubt it. You know, one step forward with marijuana, two steps back with the gas stove. It's Come what on. do we do? <laughs> There's probably 50 things we should ban before we go to the gas stove. Oh God. I mean, a million, a million different things. Yeah. So I, don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Uh, now, are they saying that, uh, Fucking, uh, gender reveal parties, let's cancel those. <laughs> right. Bingo. Start with that. <laughs> uh, now are we talking about the top of this? Like when you, if you, if, they use the oven of a gas stove. Is that bad? Or is it just the stove top when you light the burner? I would guess the whole thing because it all uses the same it's all using the same element, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I wonder. And I wonder, like, because this is another thing I skimmed today. They were saying how unsafe they are, which I mean, if not hooked up properly. It's def- it definitely could be unsafe. It's gas. Yeah. yeah, if you don't use it properly, if you've got a bad line or something, yeah, of course. Right, but I mean, can it be dangerous if you have you know a faulty electric stove also? Yeah, absolutely. That could start a fire. I mean, yeah. What- I don't think there's anything inherently safer about an electric stove. Like the only thing, that, only thing about this is there's an open flame, which of course is dangerous. Like you catch right, but it fire. easier, a lot easier to cook your eggs though. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is. Just, I mean, just don't just don't be a moron. Just don't be an idiot next to it. I mean, it's really kitchen safety. It's something. Yeah, I, take- I mean, I've always assumed that gas stoves were a little more dangerous, but I mean, it's not like it's not like a, a tiger in your house. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not. Yeah, you know, I you don't hear too much about 
Like I, I, I've heard like one story a, about a faulty gas stove, you know, disaster. It's not like having an assault rifle in your house. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm and I'm going to choose not to act like the assault rifle people who say people are coming for my gas stoves. <laughs> I'm going to keep using my stove until you know the Gestapo break down the door and take it. They're going to have to pry my gas stove from my cold, dead hands. You better replace that <laughs> door, man. They can't just knock down the door, take a stove, and then walk out. Oh, they could do whatever they want. I was just, it was like people going over, like, oh, if I replace my stove, then I got to pay for new pots and pans, get a new stove. I can't use a walk. I'm like, what? What is going on here? We're, to- we're, we're, we're breaking this all down, like, monetarily? Like, how much is it? People just can't, people just can't help but take the bait. I still I really I really question what people have going on in their lives if they're like actually on a social media being like I gotta get new pants. <laughs> I'm gonna have to remodel my kitchen. I, I gotta take out a second mortgage. Like shut up. I have a prediction that I'll be using the same stove at next year's wildcard weekend, assuming everything, you know, I think it's in tip top shape. Assuming that. I think I'll be using the same stove next year as well. Biden's going to steal more confidential documents and they'll move on to that. The gas stove will be old news or he'll shit his pants during a speech. Something, you know, 24 hours news cycle. This will be old news by by the time the party happens. I love the Biden stuff. And it's like, well, they now they're going to they want to go after Biden. And I, I don't know who you think I am. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, go after him. But also get the guy we're investing, the other guy we're investigating because they both did it. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna be like, oh wait a second, don't go after him because he's the president or because I vote for him or whatever the fuck. No, go after both of them, throw them all in jail, get rid of them all. But they'll never do that. Both these guys are getting off scot free. What, what did what did Biden? What are they accusing Biden of stealing? I don't. It's just classified documents. I have not looked into this either. Not. I will. It's not like I just. I've been the past couple of days of work. Not the per. Not the good. Not good days for me to be diving into these subjects. Um, just been busy and shit, but also don't care that much. Like if they, if you did something wrong, fucking arrest them, just like any of them. But they, yeah. they're they're opening up an investigation. I did saw that. I did see that the Department of Justice is opening up an investigation. It took them like two months to open up an investigation on Trump, and it took them like two days to open up an investigation on Biden. So take that for man. What? I would use my power for so much. I would abuse my power. This a way cooler way than just stealing documents. I'm sure I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'd be like, I want yeah, J Lo to come perform for my birthday. Aff Affleck can't come. Make sure Affleck's shooting a movie or something. <laughs> no, I want him there. I want him to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want him to say what's going on. Make it as uncomfortable as possible for Ben. <laughs> Benifer. Oh man. Uh, unbelievable. What a week. You're right. What a slow week. This is what we're talking about. It's a tough week. Tough week. Did you hear that? Uh, did you hear that Kirby Smart speech went viral? No. Before the Georgia TCU game? Yeah. It was a pretty, pretty passionate speech. It wasn't quite Rudy. Okay. Uh, but a few F-bombs in there convincing his team that, like, they were the underdog. Probably not true. Uh, just go out there and knock the shit out of them basically was uh the motto it was a pretty it was a pretty good pump up speech i gotta say it was just a bunch of f-bombs and expletives but uh pretty good and it, it obviously worked 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely worked. I wonder, I wonder if he, I just wonder like if it's gonna, and I haven't heard any, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, he hasn't caught any flack yet, but I wonder if that's because of the gas stoves and the Biden. That's like at some point it's going to get really slow and like Kirby Smart's going to get in trouble for, you know, toxic masculinity or something, something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was a pretty good it was a pretty good speech, and obviously sixty five to seven helps it uh, helps it out a little bit too. They go out there and actually back it up. Probably pissed about that seven though. I know it was cut it to ten seven at the time. I mean, geez, I wonder who got it on tape. If it was like a player, that'd have a problem with if I was him, probably. Yeah, but then like- again, would you would you have a problem with it? Because then it makes you look like fucking so badass. It's probably like um, equipment manager or something like that. Yeah, someone got in there. Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's nobody on the team. The team's locked into that. That's the their is their championship, their big night. You never know, man. Guys all the time do stupid shit on their phones. And the remember Antonio Brown that time did FaceTime live or whatever Face something live, Instagram live maybe. Uh, what did he do? I kind of I mean, he did a lot of weird shit. Yeah, this was like the beginning of the Antonio Brown. What is this guy's a problem? Like it was amazing they kept him hidden for years. Guys, he was just this great player for Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and never really thought of him as a diva. Uh, but no, it was after they beat the Chiefs. It was DPW actually. It was Sunday night game, and he uh, they were going to play the Patriots the following week. And, like, he was Instagramming live. We'll say Instagram live. And, like, Tom was in the background. Like, we're going up to New England. We're going to fuck them up. Right. And it was, like, yeah. bulletin board material for New England. And New yeah. England kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Man looked kind of bad. So, <laughs> that was, like, the beginning of Antonio Brown plays by his own rules. Now he's, like, is there a warrant out for his arrest? Now I don't even know. Who knows? He might be holding a woman hostage in Tampa right now. I have no idea. Yeah. Giselle. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, he's sending, yeah, sending Photoshop pictures of him and Giselle. <laughs> he's a fucking lunatic. I, so I that, want the Antonio that, Brown book. Was all, that was all after that hit, man. That hit changed him. The perfect hit? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be. I, I hate using that as an excuse because I think he might just be an asshole. Like your boy Odell. You see this shit, man? What a fucking asshole this guy is. Oh, the thing on the plane? He's a piece of shit. Yeah, and it it, 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 it strikes it. a nerve. It strikes a nerve just because you know, like, you know, like traveling. It was first of all, it was like the Friday after Thanksgiving. I think they said. Oh. I mean, a horrible time to be on an air. I mean, part of me like blames the people for being, but yeah, you, you got to go see your family, whatever. Do what you got to do. Yeah, but like, you don't need just to plane. just a piece of, and then talking shit to like the passengers. <sighs> The guy may have said the guy may have opened the guy may have opened fire first on the plane, but like I, I don't blame him for going at Odell. Like you're an ass, you're making us deboard the plane because you won't fasten your seatbelt. Oh, so the guy called him out after he had like interaction with the people on the plane. Yeah, because I think they made everyone on the plane get off. So you had to get your bag, get off, uh. all because he wouldn't do his thing. And he's, he makes himself out to be the victim, right? Like of course. And you have, like, dumb fucks like Keyshawn Johnson defending him. 
Uh, I, I flipped that on this morning by accident, I promise. Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. I mean, ESPN's dead. You're dead. If, if that's your programming in the morning, it's just, that's as bad as it gets. It's horrible. Michael Kay's calling out producers and shit. Oh, yeah. What's, it, what's the deal there? He's he's retiring from uh, – that's one of those headlines. That, you know, you got to be careful skimming because I was like, Michael K retiring it's like from his ESPN radio show. Yeah, no, I know. He's like not leaving. <laughs> yeah, I read it and I looked I looked for the Yankee like note whether he's staying with the Yanks. And, of course, he's not leaving. That's a dream job. He has to work – he has to work, I don't know, 70 games a year or something. So, yes. Yeah, he's uh, but yeah, but, that, yeah, it, was, it was it was two things. It was the, it was the possibility of retiring from his radio show. So he's scared of Craig Carton, I guess. I don't know. And uh, uh, again, again, if you can't beat that show, it's time to hang him up. Yeah, it's, you're probably right, man. I mean, it's not a great afternoon drive show. And, <laughs> no. and uh, so I guess the morning guys on ESPN, whoever they are, called out Kay and his cronies um, for having. I don't know what he did, but he was like, oh, maybe they hear our footsteps. Like, they're not getting good ratings, and, you know, they, maybe they see it's coming. And Michael K. went on a rant. He was saying, like, I could, all I had to do was make one phone call, and you're you're on the street. You're on the – you're looking for work. Who, oh, Boomer and Geo? No, the ESPN morning guys. Oh, the ESPN morning guy. I think yeah. it's the, the WFN morning guys. No, 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 no. It was the ESPN morning guys. Said something about K. I don't know what they did, but he are those the, are Jay Williams? Are those the ESPN morning guys? No, not, I'm not in the radio. Um, I don't know who they are. And now, what did these morning guys? They called out K. Yeah, for just like getting slacking ratings or whatever, like lagging ratings. Marty and McGee is that them? I have no idea. Uh, is that New York? Because K is, is K show national or is it just New York? I think it's national. I think he's national, no? Because I know ESPN, like, I, if I have ESPN radio, I think it's 98.7 in my car, and it's a Connecticut-based. I think it's, uh, I think I've talked about this before. Who is it? Is it uh, Rob Dibble? Oh, Maybe. yeah, Dibble does the Connecticut one, right? Yeah, right, right, so, which is obviously local. Rob Dibble's not doing national. So this is a producer on the on the Rick DiPietro and Ro- Rothenberg show. And they took a shot at Kay's ratings. Yeah. Um, let's see. They're trying to do like trying to do like a WFAN war. I trying guess. to pull like a Carton Francesa. <laughs> it's not nearly as good though. It's not no. it doesn't make any sense though. Cause first of all, Mike and Dog would never like they would kind of just brush it off. They would kind of you know give them a little like the nudge, but they would never really engage in it. And then the morning no. guy would flip out and it'd be funny when they did it. And then the guy, those guys have to could care less. So, right. Mike and Dog were just they just want to do a straight sports show. Yeah. So they yeah, they wouldn't even engage. And it was it was comical. So this guy took a dig at the at their ratings. The morning show is done better than the afternoon. Oh, Rick D. Pietro is doing better than you. Dave Rothenberg. Uh, they took a shot at the ratings in a recent broadcast. He goes, is it, is it the fear that this show is now on the rise and that show has kind of gone in the other direction lately, Santiago said, after it was mentioned that Kay's program continues to bring up D. Pietro and Rothenberg? 
If you're listening to the soundbite this past Friday, Kay looked directly into his Yes Network camera and went off on Santiago. Ray Santiago made a comment about ratings, Kay said. Do you realize, Ray, that all I'd have to do is make one phone call and he'd be on the unemployment line? (laughs) You have the nerve to say something like that about this show. One phone call, which I'm considering making, and you will be fired. Do you realize that? (laughs) Wow. Holding his uh, holding his seniority over a fellow co-worker. That seems well, he came out, he said today it was uh performative, but you know. If, uh, if you had to, if you no, had to... he was being he was being cunty for lack of a better term. He was <laughs> no, he was being K. Then K yeah. be the new cunt, the, the K word. Oh, we said gay is the K is the new gay. You can't say gay anymore, it's K. I don't want to say K. I don't ever want to say K again. So you're being a real Michael K wad. Hey, that's offensive. <laughs> That's way more offensive. Yeah, that's something. That's something to yeah march about. <laughs> someone, someone called you Michael K. <laughs> so I mean, that's the only time this guy ever gets in the news, man. Like it is, ah, it's embarrassing. They're so bad with it. They're so bad at this stuff. I don't understand. They're not right. They're not real people. They're not real people. Like say what you will about Carton. Like he is. He is who he is. Like, there's no hiding that. I don't think there's any, like, fake part about who that guy is. Um, He's all fake. Francesa was real. Dog was real. Like, that's there's no, like, performative in any of that, I don't think. I know, like, Carton's like a showman. Carton's definitely a showman. He definitely turns it on for I, the I radio. Think it, I think it's kind of just who he is. Like, Kay's, Kay's Michael. Yeah, he's Kay. a little bit of a spaz. Right, but he's just who he is trying to do something that he doesn't that he shouldn't be doing. Like you shouldn't be trying yeah. to stir up shit like this. Like I, I I kinda believe that in his real life, Craig Carton's stirring up shit with his friends or whatever, just doing that shit because he's an asshole. Ball busting, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So but Yeah, Michael K's just a dweeb. Yeah. It's a very dweeb dweeb response, dweeb way to go about it. It's like yeah. I'll have your job. Just fell like ass backwards into this. He's a legacy of great broadcasters in New York. And then this fucking doofus comes up and has been here for the last three decades. Unbelievable. And the next three. Ugh. He's not going anywhere. No. It's it's like you could do so much. You could do so much better. You're the New York fucking Yankees. You could do so much better. Yeah, I mean, you go back to like 02 when the network came out and he got the job. I mean, he was the radio guy with Sterling, kind of doing, kind of splitting time, right? Doing play by play. Yep, yep. Analyst. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. He must have had to do with somebody. I don't know if it was like George's call directly or what, but. Yeah, we've been there forever. He came came up over there. He'd been there forever, right? He's been there since the 90s. Yeah, he was writing. He was covering the team for. I don't know if he was covering them for a paper or if he was working directly for the team. Had to be working for a paper. No, ah, who knows? But I don't know. You just hang around, man. You just right place man. at the right time. Fucking a, man. Fucking and you, a. And you get and you get an organization that just kind of falls on their own laurels. They don't worry. They don't. They don't. They, don't, they don't care anymore. They just don't care about putting out putting out the best product. No, they they never cared about. Uh, well, at least in the history of the Yes Network, they haven't really cared because it's been Michael K. <laughs> they have not cared about putting out the best product in the booth. No. All right. Well, enough Michael K. 
this is wild card. Enough of that. We got yeah, we got bigger and better things to look look forward to. Oh, wasn't there some baseball news while we're on baseball? Trevor Story's Correa. Correa went to the Twins. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Story's hurt. And Correa went to the Twins. Um, baseball news. Baseball news. Uh, yeah, no, it was Correa. You know, I mean, like, I, the Mets would have loved to have that guy. All you need, all you needed, was like one year where it worked out. It went, you know, he played 140 games or something. I don't even think the regular season would have mattered with him. He just needed to get in the playoffs with well, him. We seen him get him, yeah. But well, that's true. That's you, I feel like that team is built like Verlander, Scherzer, Correa. If he had come here, it's like just get these guys to October healthy and let them cook. Yeah. Yep. But not happening. The fact, see, I I read that they wanted to redo Correa's contract with the Mets, but it would have been under some sort of. Uh, Claws were like he had to keep the ankle healthy. It was the ankle, right? That they were worried about. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe he would have had he. It would have been like his money would have been dependent on his health. Okay, and staying, and he still decided to go with the Twins. So that's probably a good thing for the Mets. That I mean, he's. I'm not saying the Twins can't be good, but like he's just gonna go and it's gonna be oblivious. Yeah, he's, he's going to oblivion for six years. Right. Well, yeah, you're not gonna see him because he's gonna be hurt. You're not going to see him put up like monster numbers. He's going to be forgotten. And you got to hope the Twins are good and he happens to be healthy during like a Twins playoff run. And then maybe that contract makes sense and he makes an impact. He's never going like 30, 100. No. Especially in that ballpark. Like it's just, yeah. No. Correa is a guy that needs to be on a good team. And I, I mean, it, we'll see if the Twins are going to be good. Next six years, one or two years. The trade deadline in four or five years is when he needs to be healthy. That's his next. That's his next chance to win a championship. I mean, he you could see him get traded after one or two years. I could see him forcing his way out of town. I mean, he clearly didn't want to be a twin. I mean, he was a giant and a Met, and it was like, all right. I mean, he's like it was all over the country, man. It's that West Coast, East Coast, back to the middle. Yeah, he clearly did not want to be a twin. It's like the guy who just left, yeah, just left his family and then all right, home, back home. Sold his house. I, and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what kind of welcome does he get opening day? I mean, geez. Didn't want to be there, reluctantly goes back. <laughs> like he Yeah. How do you cheer for that guy? That's a good question. He'll probably be hurt. Probably be out of that's the a good, that's, a, that's a very good point. You might not see opening day in, in Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Gotta yeah. keep an eye on that ankle. Yeah. So yeah, what I we- have a complaint. I have a complaint if if we go to football. Yeah, no, we're ready. I'm ready to go. Well, let's let's bring it to football and we'll get into Walker Weekend in the second half. What do you got? Well, this plays well, this plays a little bit into Walker Weekend, but I am uh officially I wasn't rooting for this to begin with, but I'm now I'm officially rooting against the Bills Chiefs title game. Because yeah. The fact they moved this game to Atlanta, I know why they did it. Okay, obviously that place was built for Super Bowl. It was built for events, concerts, yeah. Super Bowls, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this isn't an SEC championship game. This isn't the Peach Bowl, AFC title game between two cold weather teams. So I'm just so disappointed. Shouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised, but I'm just I'm very disappointed. I would have rather done the coin flip. 
Why yeah. why are the ba- the Bengals, you know, coin flip against the Ravens if they lose? They have to go to Buffalo if they play them in the second round. The Bengals get screwed. Why why not do a coin flip in this case? Yeah. To nationally televise it. It's one of the least appealing decisions they could have made. If you knew it was coming, you like everything you heard was like Indianapolis said no. And I was like, all right, they're looking for a dome. (laughs) They're clearly looking for a dome. They're looking for like one of these new stadiums. Yeah, highlight the place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, a big football game in Atlanta. It's just, uh, it just was a bad. It feels college. It feels very college. That's where they do the SEC championship game. And, you know, there's usually another big bowl game there. Yeah, I don't like it. I do not like it at all. It leaves a bitter taste, but like we can't have Chiefs. Can't have Chiefs Bills. Someone's got to save us from Chiefs yeah, Bills. Yeah, let's go Bengals. And normally, you know, under every other any other circumstance, and I know this is because of the Hamlin situation, obviously a tough spot for the NFL. But like I'd be, you know, Chiefs Bills. I'd welcome it again. Like, can the Bills finally slay the dragon? Right? Can the Chiefs just keep up their momentum of you know the last six years, Mahomes, however many straight title games it would be for him. I think six straight AFC title games. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, ugh, man, I don't I don't like the optics of it. No, it's going to look ugly. And I, mm-hmm. I, while, we're on the, while we're on the subject of the of the Bills and Hamlin, mm-hmm. so it's all right. Stop me if I, you know, if I'm disrespectful in any way. But, you know. Towards me or Hamlin? Towards Hamlin, not towards you. Well, don't stop me. If I'm disrespectful towards you, just just take a swing back, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it was like as far as Hamlin goes, like not me, but like some talking heads are saying, you know, like oh, if he gets on the jumbotron or he, if he's in the stadium, it's gonna be big, be a big uh, rallying cry for the Bills. Mm-hmm. I kind of think the opposite of that. I think him being in the stadium would be uplifting to everybody on the field and every fan. I think everybody's rooting for this guy. He is. There's nobody. There's nobody that wasn't happy with all the good news that came out. Everybody's gonna be fired up and so happy for this guy to to be where he is now after what happened two weeks ago. I think it's gonna uplift everybody. I know like what ha- what happened in uh in their game this past weekend uh, with the with the kick returns was amazing. You know, I don't know if that was adrenaline fueled or whatever, but it's just the fact that it happened was so fucking cool. But now I just think like it's such a feel good story. Like sure, we'll we'll after the bills, yeah. But I mean, this was one of those moments where you kind of saw the brotherhood of all NFL players, and this is he just happened. You know, he just happened to be a bill, and it's a big part of the season. So I don't think it, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna I'm fighting that narrative a little bit that it's gonna be that. I sure the bills would be motivated, but I think everybody's gonna be uplifted by him being there. Well, I mean it's. I think it's more about the crowd than it is about the actual players. And the players are going to be ready to go in the game. Oh, I'd yeah. Be shocked. Well, in Atlanta, it means even less. Oh, you're saying if he's in it, you're saying you're saying if he's at like the AFC title game. Yeah, if he comes in, well, yeah, I guess it would have to be. I don't think it would be this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought you were talking about like in Buffalo. If he's at like the game Sunday or like at the game against the Bengals the following. Uh, Saturday or Sunday, if that happens, the Bills crowd is going to be just electric. Yeah. Well, home crowd is just a home crowd. It's just, you know, you're outnumbered. <laughs> but yeah, right. 
Yeah. Um, oh, if he's at if he's like down in Atlanta and it's Bills Chiefs, yeah. I don't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like factor that into my yeah. handicapping or anything. No, everybody, it's a little overrated. Everybody loves number three. Everybody. Yeah, and it's it's also like you're playing like the Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, no, I don't. I don't buy like that as some huge advantage for the Bills. Yeah. Oh. We'll get a standing ovation from the entire crowd, Chiefs and Bills fans, and it'll be a nice moment. It'll be an awesome. It'll be an awesome moment. Yeah. But mm, let's see. Any other before we get into the games themselves? You have any other just new, like just regular NFL news? De- Derek Carr leaving the Raiders. Said goodbye. David Carr's brother. He's under contract, so I mean, he's basically calling his shot. Like I'm getting traded. Yeah. Uh, what else? Sean Payton interview Broncos, right? Yep. Uh, Woody Johnson is willing to spend for a QB. Says the missing piece. Yeah, who's going to be the Jets quarterback next year? You got Carr, you got Garoppolo. Rodgers is a wild card. I just don't view him in New York. Uh, Brady, Jack, Lamar Jackson. I don't view Lamar Jackson in New York either. Lamar wants to go play like that. <laughs> he wants to go. He wants to. I mean, I, then again, is Lamar? I see. I don't, I don't even know these guys' contract situation. I know. I know. Car, you have to trade for a lot of these guys. You have to trade for. Maybe I mean, Garoppolo might be. A, is Garoppolo free agent? I worry about a guy like Lamar. Man, he gets unhappy where he is. He just kind of might get a reputation, at least in my eyes. Just he was unhappy. He's going to get paid. I'm sure about it, but. Yeah, I'd just be concerned as a fan. Like he's unhappy there. What's it going to take for him to be unhappy when he comes to, to my neck of the woods? He's playing for. He my also team. doesn't. He doesn't stand on the field, Lamar. That's well, yeah, that too. That's the biggest issue with him, and you know he has leg issues. Like he's a guy who clearly relies on his legs. Mm-hmm. Not a great, not a great passer. No, not a great thrower. Not great against like big time defenses. Yeah, I. He's definitely someone's paying him. He's a former MVP, and like it could be a lot worse. And like, look at how the Ravens are playing on offense right now. Like he, he's not bad. It's just, man, if you're gonna go all in with Lamar Jackson, I, I don't think it's ending in a Super Bowl. No, probably not. Probably. So, but I mean, you got to make it. I don't know. It's just when you have the roster that some of these teams have, like you feel like you're a quarterback away. You do desperate things. Titans gave Tannehill a four-year deal. They've been good, but you know, not going to Super Bowl. Oh, the Raiders will cut Derek Carr if he's not traded by February fifteenth. Oh, so you may be able to just pick up Carr. Yeah. Carr's a weird one. Um, I don't know how to evaluate Carr. I feel like that that you know, I call it MVP season because he was like on his way. It was almost like a Carson Wentz moment a few years. That was like 2016, I want to say, when he got hurt, and then they were like the one seed, and then they ended up being a wild card team. And like Matt McGloin started a, a wild card game for them, yep. and, it, and it was just like, like, all right, Derek Carr's awesome. And then since then, he has not been awesome. And this year was supposed to be the year. It's like, all right, you got Adams, you got Josh Jacobs, Waller, who's another guy who can't stay on the field. But, like, you have all these weapons. And you can blame the coaching, I guess. But, like, I don't, I don't know what to make of Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr 
The Jets have a lot of, you know, offensive weapons. Is Derek Carr going to go over to the Jets and make them a Super Bowl contender? I, what's yeah? What's his is his ceiling? Is his ceiling Kirk Cousins? Like, is that Ooh. as good as he can be? Or is that a, is that a lofty ceiling? How about? What do you think about like Rich? What do you think about like Rich Gannon? Like Rich Gannon early, he was a very late bloomer. Rich Gannon. Yeah, that's true. He was a Viking. Like I don't even remember early. Like he came up in the eighties. Rich Gannon. Yeah, late like 80s. late eighties. Vikings, and then like, but my first memory of him is basically he was a chief, but like really it was like those Raider teams. I don't even remember Rich Gannon in like the nineties or late nineties. It was just like. He was the Raiders quarterback, and he was awesome. He was the MVP. They went to the Super Bowl, and they had like a two, three-year window where they could have won it. Mm-hmm. Like, is he's like the Rich Gannon is like the example of a guy who, if you if you ask, you know, like Carr's thirty-two right now, right? When Rich Gannon was thirty-two, no one thought Rich Gannon was going to go win an MVP at like thirty-eight years yeah. old and go to a Super Bowl. So yeah. like where how, it, I feel like it's a long shot, but like could Derek Carr be that guy where he just goes to a Super Bowl in his career? I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say no, but strange things All right, we'll be right back. We'll talk about these uh, wild card games. So let's just go down the list, my friend. Wild card weekend starts. Super wild card weekend. Are you, is anybody actually calling it a super wild card weekend? No, nah, I mean it's wild card weekend. That's more of a uh, ESPN, you know. There's only one wild card weekend. How can you have a super one if you don't have a regular one? They're like they they really want to push those two extra games up on you. I guess. Look what uh, look what we did. You know, we care so much about player safety. There's two extra teams. There's two extra teams and uh, a week of, eighteen. For all intents and purposes, three of these games are. Double digit <laughs> spreads. Yeah. So, yep. Thanks a lot, ESPN and NFL, for setting this up for us. Um, with that being said, we will devour it. Seattle, San Francisco, four thirty on Saturday. San Francisco is a ten point favorite. Seattle coming to town. Um, how do you want to do this? Oh, yeah, I guess we don't really have a format idea here. So you want to just or like, you want to just give our picks and then go talk about it. Or I don't think we have to like have to do a thing here. Nothing like that. We just say what we we just say our picks and then okay. When we talk about it, yeah, we don't need to like, do a whole fucking no coin flips or anything like that. So all uh, right, yeah, I, San Francisco's favorite by ten, and uh, I'm I'm my pick is San Fran. Okay, we're gonna go head to head here. I think I'm going Seattle. Okay, too many points for me. That's fair. I just uh, I, I see how I should be feeling lucky to be there. there. Yeah, a lot of points in the playoffs. But there's always some duds, and I feel like San Fran is going to have to establish their dominance here in the NFC. They just it's um, how Seattle's been faltering down the down the stretch. They should be just happy to be there. It's Geno Smith in a playoff game. I um. Yeah, I have 10 points is a lot, but sometimes it calls for it. I think San Fran starts off strong here. Kyle Shanahan's yeah, amazing things. I don't team. I don't like I don't like laying 10 with Purdy in his first playoff game. I just I I 
I don't love it. And I like the familiarity these teams have with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to be one of two ways this game plays out. I think it's an ugly game. Purdy struggles a little bit. The Niners are in control basically for most of it, like, you know, up a touchdown. And they win like a, you know, 23-16, let's say, type of game. Or I could see, you know, instead of 23-16, let's say it's 23-9, two minutes left, back doors open, and Seattle puts one in against the prevent defense. Either way, I just feel like the the the, the 10 is going to be a little – a little too much. All right. That's fair. I think it's a soft landing for your first playoff game against a bad opponent at home. So it's a good way to get his feet wet. And they come out and they, they, they show that they are they're here as a top seed and a real threat in the NFC. You can't go out and struggle against Seattle and make me believe you're gonna you're gonna have a strong performance in the playoffs. This is the game that you need. You, those, you need those style points. You need. You need to see them bludgeon them. You got to win it definitively. Yeah. So I, I think they see. I think this team is ready to do it. Whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or the last guy in the draft. <laughs> Dude, I heard like some ridiculous stat where since like the 1950s, quarterbacks picked in the last round have mm-hmm. won four games that they've started total. That makes sense. I know, and he's won five. <laughs> I know it makes sense. It's still crazy to hear it. Well, Skylar Thompson won. We'll get to him. Skylar Thompson won on Sunday. He was a seventh round pick. All right. Well, the, Joe bar, Flacco. the bar has been set. Yeah. I don't know too many seventh round quarterbacks that have gotten starts, but that's two I could think of Purdy Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four, for six and oh. Yeah. I don't uh, – I mean, I don't love this game. I, I wouldn't advise playing it, but, I mean, it's the first game of the weekend. I think – I mean, San Fran's basically the favorite to come out of the NFC. They're not quite the favorite in Vegas, but they feel like they're the favorite. Yeah. In the court of public opinion. Like, people yeah. love the Niners to come out of the NFC. Yeah, people are softening on Philly right now. I'm a little skeptical of the Niners. I'm just – I'm a little – I'm a little skeptical of Purdy. You know, it's one thing against Arizona the last week of the season. Uh, I don't know who else he beat. He beat the Dolphins. That was the game he came into. I know he beat Seattle on Thursday night. Um, play the Rams, maybe. I don't even remember who this guy's beating. Uh, I just got. I don't know. I got to see him do it in a playoff game. I think nerves. He's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a little tight. A little tight in this game. And uh, Seahawks are going to feel like, you know, play a little house money, and I think they'll hang around a little bit. Niners win, though. I'm not calling for the outright ups. I think Niners win. All right. There you have it. Game two, 8-15 on Saturday night. Oof. The Chargers in Jacksonville. Um, I went back and forth on this a couple times. Yeah. It's a back and forther. Uh, Yeah. it's It's one of those games where, you can easily talk yourself out of either one of them, either one of these teams. You have reasons to not want to have either team rooting with uh, in, rooting interests on some on Saturday night. It's a feel stupid bowl. It's definitely a feel stupid bowl because you're going to feel stupid if you lose with one of these teams. And it's a, historically, I don't have any numbers to back this up. Historically, bad teams to bet on. The Chargers. Mm-hmm. For 20 years, it feels like have just been a team that anytime they're a favorite or anytime you feel good about, they let you down. 
and the Jaguars are kind of the opposite. You never feel good about the Jaguars, but they're always getting points and they're always an underdog and the Sharps are always on them. And you're like, oh, you know, Jaguars, only like 13% of the money is on the Jaguars. And then you bet them and you're like, I shouldn't have been a contrarian asshole. They lost by 40. So both teams have made a history of letting down betters. So who who uh, who do you have? Who are you going to feel stupid picking? So I was one like who like I I kind of framed it as a question to myself like who can you live with who can you live with losing on if that makes <laughs> sense wow and I said I said I could I, I said I could I could sleep better oh, okay go ahead I th- if you're done doing your intro yeah I think I think you could not live with picking the Chargers. Meaning I'm picking the Jaguars. And, and losing with the Chargers, yeah. I'm picking the Jaguars. Yes, yeah, my guess. Yeah, I'm picking the Jaguars. All right, we had the same pick there. Same, we're both on the Jaguars? I think for the same reason. I don't. I didn't think about it the same way. I mean, for me, it basically came down to just like Brandon Staley's week that he's had. I'm like, this. I'm not going to trust this guy. And like he couldn't figure out how to handle week 18. He's telling me he's going to figure out how to handle going to Jacksonville. Chargers in the road in a playoff game just seems like a bad fit for them. Jackson- and the Jaguars have historically, like, obviously not had any fans in much of a home field. But, I mean, Chargers have no fans, so it should be Jaguars fans in there. Yeah, that's true. Come on, I mean, come on, Jacksonville. Like, make the place rock. This is probably going to be your only playoff game this year. You're not hosting the AFC title game. You're not going to get lucky and have all the dogs win this week. Like this is your only playoff game, yeah. maybe for a while. Who knows? You got to make the place. You got to make the place rock. And uh, I think people are going to look at that game against Tennessee Saturday as kind of like they got lucky, which I, I think they did a little bit. Like that strip sack. Yep. They, I mean, that was third down. It's like if that's like a simple incompletion and they punt. I don't know if they're winning that game. Like that was a huge play by the. I think it was was it Josh Allen. I forget who made the hit and who scooped it, but Josh Allen. Was involved in it, mm-hmm. the the defensive Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, so I think people are going to look at Jacksonville a little bit like kind of lucky. Like, look what it took for you to beat Josh Dobbs and the Titans. Mm-hmm. But I don't know teams like that. Like sometimes they get hot and then they like remember the uh, the 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 Seahawks that year with Lynch when they were a seven and nine team and he went nuts beast mode. I think that's when the beast mode. Uh, nickname came about against the Saints, and he ran for Saints were the defending champs, and he ran all over him that awesome run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I can't trust the Chargers. What are we doing? The Chargers. They're one and a half point. I think we mentioned they're one and a half point favorites. The Chargers. Is that what it is? All right. I think so. Yeah. So and and yeah. If you pick, yeah. If you pick the Chargers, and then you see Doug Peterson do something brilliant. You're gonna be like, why did I ever think that Brandon Staley was gonna outsmart this guy? Coaching mismatch, right? One guy's won a Super Bowl, the other Huge. guy's coaching his first playoff game. Yep. Well, it's like I think it's a big coaching mismatch because Brandon Staley's known for fucking shit up, like just f- falling on his own ass all the time, and Doug Peterson's known for turning franchises around, basically. Like, right, and Mike Williams might be out because he was playing him in yeah. a meaningless game. Yeah, as I'm saying, he couldn't even figure out how to handle last week. 
Bosa. I think I don't. I think Bosa's playing, but I don't know. He got banged up week I, week eighteen. What do you think about this game? Uh, what are the chances? It's a shootout versus it is an ugly like defensive struggle. Well, if it's a shootout, I don't. I like the Chargers. Like if it, if one team wins thirty eight ten, it's probably going to be the Chargers. That's fair. I think. I think it needs to be a. Uh, I think it needs to be a little bit of an uglier game for Jacksonville. Like low twenties, low to mid twenty. Jacksonville could put up points. I mean, they're not. It's not like the Titans last week where like that. It doesn't have to be that ugly of a game for them to win, but. I think it's more of a, uh, you know, 20, 26-20 type of game. What's the over-under on this game? I don't have it uh, handy. You have I'd, it say it's like mid, I'd say it's like mid-40s if I had a guess. Let me see. Mid to low 40s. Uh, let's see. No, that's college basketball. Uh, 47 and a half. Okay, so it's high forty. So they're expecting they're expecting some points. I guess twenty six twenty would play. When I picture it's kind of ugly game, so I think that kind of goes in my thinking to go with Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like Jacksonville if it's like a straight up shootout, like thirty eight thirty five. I don't don't see that. I think they got to play in the. I think yeah. they got to play in the twenties. All right, and then we make our way to Sunday, the one o'clock game. You're Miami Dolphins heading to Buffalo as 13-point underdogs. Another big number. So I've been reading. Obviously, two is out. Yeah, no two. Nobody thought two was playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've been reading about Bridgewater's status, and he's been limited in practice. And – he was see, the thing about Bridgewater is he was dressed last week against the Jets, right? Kind of like a emergency quarterback, I guess, because Mike Glennon's the only other guy. Who, I think he's dressed. I don't know. Um, and like stuff I've been reading was like you know it's, they're always like very vague with their language. Like Bridgewater will be available if needed, and like he's like a break glass in case of emergency sort of thing. And it's like. Skylar Thompson is your quarterback. Like it's time to break the glass. Like you're needed, Teddy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 you either, to me, you either can play or you can't. Like, what's the point of him being on the sideline, dressed in his pads if he can't play? He's got a dislocated pinky. I'm not like minimizing the injury. It probably sucks trying to grip a football with that. It's he's only two weeks removed from the injury. Mm-hmm. But, like, can you play or can't you? Like, Jerry used to always use the language, like, you're either hurt or you're injured. If you're mm-hmm. injured, you can't play. If you're hurt, you're hurt, but you can play. Mm-hmm. Like, so which is it? I mean, so, I mean, like, I'm still holding out hope Bridgewater can get out there because, like, I feel like Bridgewater playing at least get, like, you go from a 0% chance to maybe, like, a 5% chance. Mm-hmm. But, I mean – I mean, you have no shot. I mean, the only other shot we have is like if a fucking blizzard just comes and just turns it into an ugly run the football, can't see five feet in front of your face game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're taking the bills, right? Who's taking the Dolphins? You have to take the bills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. I came into this like hoping Skylar Thompson wasn't the quarterback. Maybe I could take the Dolphins and make a case, but like why? Like there's no 
The left tackle's hurt, first of all, Armstead. Who he's been hurt like all year, basically. He's been in and out of games. Mm-hmm. Left tackle's out. Where obviously it looks like a third stringer starting. Uh, Bradley Chubb was limited. But like, it's just like it's a mess. And then you're gonna have Hamlin in the in a box, big ovation for. It's like you're just walking into a mess. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I, I reluctantly take the Bills. I don't know. I have no other play here. Yeah, Miami's just walking into an absolute buzzsaw of a team here. They're not going to be fucking around. They just want to take care of business and get on to the next week. They 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 have unfinished business in the playoffs. They have, they have their they have their eyes on bigger. They have bigger fish to fry. I know dolphins are mammals, but they have bigger fish to fry. They are mammals. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's a good start to Sunday. Then yeah, the, yeah, okay. Four thirty game. Sorry, there's not much we can do on that one. Uh, four thirty game. The Giants. <laughs> yeah, it's not much. <laughs> we had we had to Minnesota where the Giants will take on the Vikings, and the Vikings are three point favorites. I, this, I mean, talk, talk about going back and forth on some because this is more than just like what you know about these two teams. With me, obviously, it's a little closer to home. So, you know, you, you want to believe in your team, but then you have, to try, you have to kind of bring in the realistic side of things. I mean, truth be told, the Giants since Halloween have beaten only really bad teams like Houston, Washington. I forget who else, but it's all the victories of all really bad teams. So it's to be like this confident going up against the Vikings, even though I know a couple weeks ago they gave him a run, came close. And he, I like that. And what makes it even harder is that everybody seems to be on the Giants for this game. Nobody has any belief in the Vikings. The Vikings do Vikings things come playoff time. Kirk Cousins does Kirk Cousins thing come playoff time. And we all expect it at some point for it to happen. So it makes it difficult for me to pick the Giants here. Because all that stuff tells me to go the other way. However, <laughs> I I think they might be right. I think this might be – it's going to be a close game. I don't think the Giants are going to get blown out by this team. The Vikings are one of the worst thir- – 13 wins, right? Thir- one of the worst – 13 and 4. Win, one of the worst 13-win teams in the history of the sport. Like they have like these analytics that back that up. They just – they. They don't really pass the eye test. They don't pass the numbers test, except for in the wins column. So that looks got to run out some point. It's going to be in the playoffs. It might it might be next week, but I'll bank that it's just, that the possibility that it's this week. I'm going to bank on that it's going to be this week. Give me the Giants uh, plus three here. Giants on the field too. I, if I yeah, push comes to shove, I would say Giants money line. Okay. Um, you stole my thunder a little bit. The Giants are. Hey man, we're getting... the same show. It's our thunder. That's <laughs> our yes, community <laughs> thunder. The, the the Giants are very trendy. It feels like this week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what the percentages are. Um, like I haven't seen like anywhere like 90% of the money is on the giants. I haven't seen any numbers like that. It seems like it's a little more 50, 50 in the betting market. Uh, it just feels like any, 
any sort of content I've absorbed this week, podcast, you know, NFL Network. It just feels like it feels like the Giants are most favored in the game. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't like that. Cousins one in three in his playoff career. Uh, the one win he does have is in New Orleans, which is a pretty impressive win. But I mean, he's lost. Uh, I know he lost to San Fran. He lost. I just had it up. Lost the Cousins lose to. Uh, he lost to. Oh, he was with Washington. Right, so he's only actually started two games with the Vikings. He lost to the Seahawks and to the Green Bay. Um, all right. So Cousins is one and three in his career. Uh, I think I think I'm going Vikings here. I'm laying the three all year. The Vikings have just, I mean, just pulled games out of their ass, and it hasn't even necessarily been against good teams. I mean, they had a early in the season when Detroit was a mess. They had to come back. The Bears early in the season, they had to come from behind against them. Um. But one thing I do like, one thing I do like about the Vikings, and I do, you know, eventually they're going to turn into the pumpkin. You know, it's going to be over for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. They only have one home loss this year. Now it was it was a bad one. It was the Cowboy. I think it was forty to three. I don't know, they may have put a, a garbage time touchdown in, but I'm pretty sure it was forty to three. Like CBS which they never do this. Uh, they left the game in like the third quarter and went to some other game. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they were – I guess, what does that make them? Seven and one at home? Seven and one or eight and one at home? They're good at home. Cousins is much better at home, much more comfortable at home. Like you saw him in that Green Bay game in Lambeau. It was terrible. But then, like, you see him at home sometimes, like that second half against the Colts. I don't know. Um, and then you you look and you're like – you know, are the Vikings being disrespected? No, not necessarily because they've played these games all year like this. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still like – I mean, it's still the Giants and, like, you know, you're you're getting – you're only favored by three. And it's like Danny Jones on the road. I don't know if, like, I love that. It's, it's a very uh, – I don't think – I don't think – the, the Vikings are necessarily being disrespected, but the Giants may be getting a little more respect than they deserve, considering the teams absolutely. you just said that they beat like the last oh. two months, like the Washington and the Colts. Absolutely. And they've kind of and they've kind of looked bad against like when they've stepped up in class, like Philly and uh there's a couple other games in there where like they the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, they were kind of like outmatched a little bit, you know, and like and the it, Cowboys aren't great, so it's also, you know, there's no more fickle fan than the Giants fan, where as soon as things kind of look in their favor, they think, like, this is it. This is the run. They I don't know if they've been conditioned to believe that because they've seen it a few times. I don't know if it's just a New York thing or what, but as soon as the Giants have, like, any momentum or any kind of uh, good karma around the team, they're just they're, – they're ready, they're ready to jump on the bandwagon. You're absolutely right about Danny Jones on the road. I'm still not sold on Daniel Jones. He's, like – you know, people are falling in love with this guy. This has been a great run. It's been it's been a great season, Dable's first season. I'm giving the coach coaching staff the credit. I still don't totally believe in Jones. I do I think he could put together a few games here and make a run. I mean, anything is possible. 
Um, it's going to have to be a team effort if you're going to go any take any kind of noise in the playoffs. It's not going to be like a Daniel Jones led Super Bowl run, if I can be so bold to say uh, those words in one in a sentence. But you know, I it's yeah, you're absolutely right to be skeptical of him because a lot of people have fallen in love with him over the past month for some reason, which is like <laughs> we weren't even sure this guy was going to be here next year at the beginning of the season, and he hasn't played like a complete all star. He the one thing he's done that he had problems with previously in his career is he's not turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. So that's like the one thing you wanted out of the guy. He's been doing that. So of course he's been brilliant at that this year, which is just what he had to cut down on for this team to be successful. And it's been good enough to get him to this point, but you're right. It's a different animal come to playoffs, but I'm, I'll, I'll ride with Dable and think that he's going to have this, this team in, in the game and have a chance to win down the stretch. Yeah, I'll go Vikings. I'll lay the points. I think they win by like a touchdown. Uh, I just think the magic carpet ride lasts for another week. Yeah, the heartache would definitely be uh, would be worse for them if it happened the week after. Anyway, then you start getting your hopes up if you're a Vikings fan, and they get ripped out. Again. Yeah, they got to go to San Fran probably the following week if they win. Yeah, bad matchup. Yep. To 8 o'clock we go. The aforementioned uh, Baltimore Ravens, Sands, Lamar Jackson. Um, we'll take on Cincinnati. That's a nine-and-a-half point game right there. Cincinnati's favorite by nine-and-a-half. And no Sam Jackson, no Tyler Huntley, right? Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam Jackson. <laughs> no Lamar Jackson. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No Lamar Jackson, no Tyler Huntley. I had my mind was set on getting Huntley's name right, and I fucked up Lamar's name. Oh wait, Huntley's out too now. Is that official? I don't know if it's official, but I know it was. It was uh, precarious. The line makes you think Huntley is probably out. Although, I mean, who's Tyler Huntley? Like, yeah, I, I'll do a quick Google search on Tyler Huntley just to see the latest. Huntley was throwing. Oh, that's encouraging if you're a Ravens fan. Tyler Huntley is progressing, Greg Roman said. Yeah. Tyler Huntley throws. That's literally the headline. Yeah. Lamar Jackson unstable. Tyler Huntley throws. Uh, Multiple headlines. It's nine and a half points. It's a backup or a third string in there. Uh, In Cincinnati – Cincinnati just plays like a team that's got something to prove sometimes. I feel like they do. They got a cocky quarterback. They had, I, I, I had to go. So I cannot possibly pick Baltimore in this game at all. Cincinnati will roll them if they have the opportunity. They don't play down to opponents. They might have a, like a bad game or might just kind of, you know, not. They, they're, they're never like lackadaisical. They're always competitive. And if they have a chance to step on somebody's throat, they absolutely will. So I, I have to go Cincinnati here. Yeah, this is the easiest pick for me. I mean, the last time the Bengals didn't cover was Halloween. I'm not saying they're going to cover. Yeah. But it's Bengals or nothing in this game. If you just if you don't, if you're like a little I can understand being a little skeptical laying nine and a half in a in a playoff game and you know, rivalry game, Harbaugh, that Ravens uniform, maybe the defense gives you a spirited effort. But if you feel that way, you just don't bet the game. Mm-hmm. You either bet the Bengals or you don't bet the game. It's that's the way I look at it. Like, don't I, I don't like getting cute and being like, uh, oh, Ravens. I mean, you're gonna bet on a third string quarterback against Burrow and the Bengals. 
who, you know, you know, they've definitely got a little chip on their shoulder because they want to get back to the Super Bowl. They want to play the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. Bengals are nothing simple. This is in week one where the Bengals lost to uh, Mitch Trubisky. And <sighs> Pittsburgh. Right, it's not it's a long, it was a Miss, long time ago. extra point. Yeah. It's a, it's a long time ago, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, another team. Yeah. Unfinished business type situation. So you're right. Easy, easy pick. Stay away from Baltimore all the way. There will be money. It's crazy to think that there will be money on Baltimore in this game, though. Somebody is going to. Oh, yeah. Professional. Get a professional gambler. You know, the guy who really like handicaps and just bets numbers and not teams will probably. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure the money's on Cincinnati, but like the money's been on Cincinnati. It feels like for two months now and they just keep covering and they keep winning. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if they. Locked it in early last week on the show, so I covered. But that they won it by eleven last week. I think the game may have gone off at eleven and a half, so maybe their streak technically came to an end. But I mean, Not in your book. I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting as a win. Yeah. If you, you waited till if you waited till twelve thirty to bet it, then shame on you. That's the way I look. Yeah. Hang on a second. I just. Uh, oh, I think this is bullshit. Lamar Jackson's running through the tunnel. No, I just opened up DraftKings to look at something, and I I, I thought I won like some reward, but it was it was just an ad. <laughs> False alarm. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool to claim it on air. Oh well, no such luck. Um, there you have it. All right, Cincinnati. So, what makes this weekend super? You have a Monday night game as well. We'll be here recording. For Monday night, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Monday. Uh, Dallas travels to Tampa as two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this one too. Similar to Jack's Chargers, uh, similar to Vikings Giants, which I mean makes sense. It's anytime a spread's three or less, usually it's it feels like a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I said the Giants were getting love from like the media and the personalities and all these, you know, talking heads all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, the giants love is probably nothing compared to the bucks love this yeah. week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so let me, I'm not going to make a case for the Cowboys, but I'm going to, if anybody, any of our listeners have, you know, thoughts of, taking Dallas or maybe you've already locked it in Dallas two and a half. I will say this. I'm not going to make a case for them on the field, but I mean, you are getting all time value. I feel like on Dallas right now, if this game was played even two weeks ago, I don't think you're getting two and a half. I don't think, I don't think you're getting, I don't think you're laying two and a half points. I think the fact that the bucks came on a little bit, towards the end there that comeback against Carolina uh, last week didn't really count. And then you mix in the fact that Dallas, I don't know what exactly they were doing in week 18. It felt like their backups were playing, but they weren't. So I don't know. I, I, I was watching that game and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? Like Dak looked terrible. Seven straight games with a pick. Um, but if you look at like, if you're going to do like a March madness, uh, blind resumes, team A, team B, mm-hmm. and Dallas was team A and Tampa was team B. I mean, the team A would 
probably be favored by more than two and a half. Yeah. Just yeah. on talent alone, mm-hmm. the season they've had, the fact that like the Bucks' weakness this year has been their O line and Parsons is a fucking monster that could just wreck a game. Mm-hmm. Uh but this also is like a stupid bowl. Like I said, Jags, Chargers was. You're gonna feel very stupid if you lose with the Cowboys, and you're gonna feel very stupid if you lose with the Bucks because the you're gonna be like if the Bucks go out there and, and just get their ass kicked. I mean, for four months, for, like now, the Bucks have been telling us who they are. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't really yeah. hit it. Like they've had their moments, but I mean. They're eight and nine, and they've they've been awful. They've sucked. You know, I, I know you beat the Panthers down the stretch, but uh, so it's a tough pick. Uh, the red flags are there for both teams, but I was sitting about- here. La- I was sitting here last last uh, year, and it was San Fran Dallas the same weekend, mm-hmm. and people loved San Fran in that game. Loved them. They were getting three points in Dallas. And I sat here and I was like, I don't know, man. Everyone loves the Niners on the road. And I took the Cowboys. And obviously, we know how that worked out. Definition of insanity. Okay. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I'm not, not doing it again. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Tampa. I'm not going down the, the road, that road with Dallas again. I don't trust them. I can't trust them. This has all the makings of like Brady stealing it in the fourth quarter. Dallas needs to go out there and just put their foot on their throat. If Dallas does not put their foot on Tampa's throat and let and leaves them hanging around, Tampa's stealing it. They're not going to win a close game. They need to go out there and win like, you know, 31-17. Not, not nothing like they have to be that bad of a blow, but like you got to like win convincingly. Cuz if it's like a Saints situation like that Monday night game where Brady came back He's going to take it, and the Cowboys will give it to him because that's just what they've done for 25 years now. I mean, Romo won two playoff games. Dak has won one playoff. They've won three playoff games since Aikman left. It's been awful. And, uh, you know, I think they were all home games too. Like, they haven't won a road game, playoff game since Aikman. I'm going to, I'm passing that off. I think that's a fact. I'm not sure though, but I think that's true. Uh, we're, we're, <laughs> We're we're passing it off. Last time the Cowboys have won a road playoff game, Aikman. Uh, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. You make your case. Now I'm going to look that up just to check. Well, listen. You're right. It is a stupid bowl because in the end, you just you just you're saying Tom Bowles going to win a playoff game. Ugh. But <laughs> uh, and that's terrifying for anybody who's a any kind of fan of football. But I'm with you. Tom Brady is seven and zero against the Cowboys in his career. I don't. It's just I, I don't care. These forty five. I don't care that their offensive line is banged up. I know that this is January, and that different players come out to play in January, and none of those players are on Dallas. Dallas's defense is their paper champions. They that they <laughs> as a defense that I was on top of midway through the season, and they then they just continued to get stomped on week in and week out. And I I don't think Tampa's going to go out there and put up 45 points on them, but I think they'll be able to do enough damage where the Cowboys will, will not be able to keep up with them. It's Dax and have a turnover. I would absolutely bet on Dak having another turnover this game. There's a couple players that are probably better having turnovers this week, and Dak's one of them. Um, 
I just like there's no way. There's no way round one, Walker weekend, I'm going to bet against Tom Brady. I don't care when he's 50, when he's 55, when he's 75, I'm not betting it against him on Walker weekend. Not doing it. So this game is being played January 16th. Yes. Is that, is that Monday's uh, day? Okay. Yes. So January 17th, Tuesday is the 30-year anniversary of the Cowboys' last road playoff win. Oh, my God. It was the conference title game. If you don't, if you don't count Super Bowls, which are neutral sites. Yep. Because they did win a couple Super Bowls there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the 1993 NFC, or technically 92-93, whatever you want to say, before they, before they crushed the Bills. They beat the Niners in candlestick. Now, they haven't played a million road playoff games since then. They played one against the Niners uh, a couple of years after that. They lost. They lost a road playoff game to the Panthers in the 90s. They lost road playoff games to the Vikings late 90s. Carolina, Quincy Carter, the, the Romo botch snap against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romo at Minnesota. The Dez game, that was eight years today, I think, or nine years today. No, eight years today. The Dez, did he catch it to any? That was in Green Bay. The Rams a few years ago. So, so that's – they have played a few, I guess. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If you don't count neutral site Super Bowls, eight straight road playoff losses for the, uh, the Cowboys. Jeez. So a lot, of, a lot of demons to exercise. What do you say, 0-7 against Brady? Yep. A lot of demons to exercise. Uh, it's it's tough. I, I would love to see Dallas go out there and crush them, but I can't trust. Uh, it was the exact same date they played San Fran. It's one year since the San Fran game. Yeah, I don't I don't trust the Cowboys. Do not trust. They have three playoff wins since Aikman left, and Aikman has been in the booth for a long time. Jeez, three. I mean, three since not since. Let's see, what was this game against the Vikings? December 96, Aikman won his last playoff game. So 27 years, they have three playoff wins. Can't trust them. I got to show me. You got to show me. I got to see it to believe it with Dallas. Well, I got to say, you're going to have to wait till next year to see it. Probably. Because again, I said it it after they lost last year. I was like, we're going to. Everyone was like talking about the demise of Dallas. Do you blow it up and this and that? And I was like, we're going to be sitting here next year, same exact position. They're going to be playing wild card weekend. Yep. Probably going to be like favored. They're probably going to be in like some toss up game. And here we are. It's, we're back. It's just a question if Mike McCarthy's there or not. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. Jerry, Jerry stood behind, beside him, you know, not beside him, but stood behind him, said he's not going anywhere. Don't buy it. Do not buy that. I think Sean Payton wants the job, and they get embarrassed by Tampa. Sean Payton will get the job. The only thing with the only thing is he did stand by Garrett forever. Yeah, but he, Garrett was his boy, though. That's yeah, backup quarterback on a dynasty. He's like, no, that's fair. That's 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 a fair. But I just you know when he when it, my only history with him saying something about his his uh coach on the hot seat is that so i can only i can only believe he's a man of his word until he's not 
I got to see. Getting old. He's getting old. That's, he's in his eighties now. He's like, I got to bring in Sean Payton. I, I got to bring in Rod. I got to bring in this big guy. I don't know. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That wasn't the case, but yeah, we'll see. Um, if they get blown out, I think. I'll, yeah, you're probably right. I'll bet they're off. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a complete blowout. blowout. No, I don't see a blowout. I, I see Tampa just like winning a kind of a matter of fact, not a blowout, but you know, ten points. There you have it. All right. Do we have anything else we want to cover? Um, come back for a few minutes. Uh, I, I, a couple football related question wild card weekend questions all right nice tease we'll be right back all right back to close it out uh meant to like lead with this and kind of open with it but your your menus all tightened up for a wild card weekend my menu yeah or is it still you're still tinkering um still tinkering i mean i got i know the basics i got uh it's always of course the chicken of course, the sandwich. Um, oh, you make the sandwich, right? No, I'm not making the sandwich. I'm picking up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, nice sub. Also, we will have. I don't know. I'll do. I'm not sure if it's gonna be like mac and cheese or. If, last year, I made sauce, and we never got. We never got to it. Like there was enough food otherwise. Mm. So I don't know if I'll do like. I'll prep for a baked ZD or if I'll prep for mac and cheese just in case. There'll be kids here too, so they'll, they'll need something to eat. So maybe I will do a bunch of mac and cheese. I don't know. Do you have any suggestions? Is that why I bring it up? Suggestions or requests? No. No, no. It's That's perfect. I'm I'm making a sauce for uh, for DPW. It's just good to have in, in case you need it. I mean, if you're, I don't know if you're like featuring it, but it's just an easy thing to do, like as a backup not, in case you need yeah. to like, something up. People are hungry, you know, like oh shit, people are still here, and I got to feed them. Like, it's a good thing. Well, to have. I'm, well, I'm doing the ZD, so I do the ZD every year. Right, right, right. Um, so the ZD yeah. will be there, but I think I'm gonna do. Um, I'm just gonna make like a shit ton of meatballs and just put that out on a tray, like so meat. Do like a meatless baked ziti, but the meatballs are your meat. Okay. All right. Makes yeah. So then get the eggplant from eggplant from Stilato's Deli and on Washington Avenue in North Haven. It's a little shout out. There you go. <laughs> right up the street from my Uzi. Right up the street from my Uzi's Deli. <laughs> yeah. Stop in the uh, fucking River House Tavern. Did I get that right? River Horse Tavern. Yeah. Yeah. One Is that still open? Survived COVID. As far as I know. They were so one of the first places. They, the, they were one of the first bars I saw drinking out back. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't know. Probably tinker with something else. Maybe I'll do the pork or sausage and pepper or something. But yeah, same thing. Like just I just play the hits. You got to play the hits. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be some breads in the house. Like some like you're bringing like dip. Yeah. Um, there'll be. Uh, I don't know what. I'm sure it'll be some sort of like Anibas somewhere. Somewhere I don't know cheeses and meats. Actually, maybe not because I'm doing the sandwich. You don't really need that shit. I don't know. Right. There'll be there'll right. be stuff around. There'll be there'll be plenty of shit around. All right. Um. Let's see. I hope. I hope. I mean, this maybe this year everyone had a food. I don't know. I mean, never know. People start flooding in. <laughs> uh. You're bouncing after after the Dolphins game. You're a bouncer, or once? <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. I, I, my plan is to try and stay for the Giants. The whole thing. 
my no, point. Yeah. I'm saying after the dolphin. No, no, you're not bouncing, leaving. You're you're oh. bouncing. You're working the door as bouncer. <laughs> I'll start working the door like halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, like I said when the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard a happy new year today. Oh so wow! Okay, January twelfth. It was yeah. actually uh, my boss pocket dialed someone. And it was a uh, a tenant of his, and like he he led with like a happy. He admitted it was a pocket dial, but he turned it into a happy <laughs> New Year. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that was really not even, <laughs> out of necessity. It wasn't by choice. No, and then he got one. Then he got one back. So I'm counting January 12th. Leader, leader in the clubhouse. Wow. All right. Uh, I don't hear one in a couple right. of days yet. You'll hear. I know it's coming. Maybe it'll be Sunday. Back. Sunday. Very fast. Yeah, it's very possible. Oh, no. <laughs> I walked Don't in your house it. last wild card weekend and I gave one. <laughs> Just, if, if you say it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Uh, I can say Happy New Year in August. Just to, Just to get the streak. Yeah. All right. This weekend, who is the overreaction team? After this weekend, they win a game and everyone starts, they get like Super Bowl buzz. Then they end up probably getting like waxed DPW. Um, I think it's either going to, it's going to be San Francisco or okay. the winner of Giants, Minnesota. Mm. But, well, uh, depending on how that game is won. If, if one of those teams wins convincingly, That'll be the winner of that game, and San Francisco, if they win convincingly, could be that that team. But I don't think okay. San Francisco's getting waxed, though. That's the thing. I don't think that's going to be. I think it would have to be the Giants Minnesota winner. Yeah, I get overreaction team, meaning they ha- get they get a lot of buzz and then they end up losing. I would say the Giants Minnesota winner then. Okay, I, and then San Francisco close third. Okay, I have a completely different take. I think it's the Cowboys Bucks winner. That's I see like people are hyping that game up as like the game of the week, and I don't love that game at all. I think these are two teams that are going nowhere, in my opinion. That's so, that's what I'm saying. People, yeah. You don't you and don't I, think if Brady wins or if the if the Cowboys win, they're gonna be well, they're gonna be serious buzz around. Them? Oh yeah, no, yeah. The media will absolutely do that. It's yeah, it's true. They're they're already hyping. The, like, they're already talking about this game. Like, why they hold this game till Monday? I'm like, because these teams are not. Good teams, not fun teams. Like, like well, they nothing. did it because they did it for seeding purposes. So they'll be able to set up the schedule next week, and the four or five won't matter. Okay, you'll know okay. where they're going. That's why right. they they did it last year too. With, uh, Rams. Oh, Rams so it's nothing to do with the teams. Then it just has to do with that. Okay. I mean, they're definitely. Well, I mean, I think they definitely had their pick of it, but the way I and, and this is just me, uh, it's really just speculating. You know, if it's a two seventy, because they reseed after, let's say, like if the Dolphins yeah. won, they'd have to go to the Chiefs. You know what I mean? So, because yeah. the Chiefs play the lowest seed, yeah, the four or five, it doesn't matter. the The, the schedule will be basically set. Right. Um, just fill in the Cowboys and Bucks winner like Mad Libs. No, well, yeah, Dallas and Tampa, like those teams, or Dallas and like Tom Brady, th- those those guys will just be overhyped no matter what. But uh, to me, this isn't – like, I just – I think – I don't – I have no faith in either of these teams to go far in the playoffs. So, I don't know. Like, yeah. I personally would not overreact to either one of these teams winning. Okay. 
I don't know, but you're right. The media, the, that I mean, I agree with your assessment though, because the they're media, the oh yeah, they're, no, whoever wins that game, I mean, especially it's a standalone game, so everyone's gonna be talking about one game on Tuesday because all yeah. the other games will be old news by then. Yeah, yeah, it would be like look at Brady can still do it one last hurrah. Uh, that's why I can't have it, man. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be oh, a week of just that. And if Dallas, then, does it, it'd be like Dallas is putting it together. Dak's finally figuring it out. Watch right. out! Here comes the Cowboys. Oh, they were going to play Philly. Or, you know, they go play Philly. Philly's vulnerable. Yep. Be one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, all right. So I have a completely different answer for this. I who's your underreaction team? Like a team that people they win this weekend and people are just like, ah, all right, they had a nice season. They're going to get killed, and then they have actually have a chance to uh, keep it rolling. I'll just give my answer because it was the opposite of yours. I think it's the Giants Vikings winner. I think whoever wins oh. that game, I think whoever wins that game, people are just gonna kind of assume they get beat. Sacrificial lamb, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Minnesota's yeah. gonna have to go play San Fran probably. And I think no one's gonna like Minnesota in that game. Mm-hmm. And then the, if the Giants win, they probably have to go play Philly. Giants will probably have a little more buzz than the Vikings just because Philly's vulnerable, but like I think people will assume the Giants aren't going to go past DPW. So I think that could be the underreaction bowl. Wow. The underreaction. So team of people are going to underestimate going into the next week. People are definitely going to assume the Vikings are losing. What <laughs> if they pull another game out of their ass this weekend? Yeah, I guess my, I guess my answer would probably be the same because it, it all depends on what happens the next week. <laughs> so, so if, if, the, yeah. if one of these teams goes out, and gets their ass handed to them next week, then that would be the overreaction team. But if they go out and they perform well in the next week, DPW, then they'll be the underreaction team. Like I give the Giants oh. a shot against Philly, and I give I actually do give the Vikings a shot against San Fran. It's wide open. Like, it is it is wide open. It's wide open. Anybody can be that right. in the NFC. And yeah. that's why, like, I would say like the Jaguars could fit that qualification, but I just feel like the Jag, and maybe this is me proving that the Jaguars could be the underreaction team. I just feel like the Jaguars aren't beating the Chiefs next year, next no, week. No, well, I guess the Chargers, the Chargers pull it off. They could be a team that Chargers, like, Chargers will have a, a little buzz, though. right? Because they have the defense is finally a little bit healthy, and they maybe they're putting, they're, yeah, yeah, Herbert, Herbert, maybe put it together a little bit. Yeah, yep. All right. Last question is just what's your AFC NFC title game and Super Bowl right now? Mm. AFC title game. Let me see if I can have it. Just be sure I get the the seeding correct. Yeah. Okay. So they win and they win and they win. It'll be so we we it'll be Kansas City, Jaguars, Bengals, Bills. Right. I'm going to say Kansas City, Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. Okay, that's also mine. Okay. Um, in the NFC, if if this plays out how I have it, it'll be uh, it'll be Eagles, Giants, and San Francisco, Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll say uh, say San Fran and Philly. I think that's yeah. a cop out, but 
No, that's mine too. Philly San Fran. I couldn't uh I couldn't go off of Philly San Fran. Yeah. Ah, I mean, I, 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 could, I could see, I could see. Look, I mean, I don't know if I'm just blind to Giants fan. I could see it. It's definitely Warlords, Giants, San Fran. It's not impossible. But it's just, if the, yeah, I don't, I think the Giants got a little confidence that how they played Minnesota a couple weeks ago. And then I think they, they're just kind of rolling a little bit how they played the Eagles this past week with their backups. I think they just, they're feeling themselves a little bit. So I feel like they're very confident going into this game. Whereas it's a little different in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's, you could, Anything can happen in the playoffs. You can ride that momentum, you know, for a couple games in the playoffs. I don't think confidence gets you all the way to the Lombardi Trophy, but it helps helps early on for sure. Yeah. And I'll just go eagles Bengals. That'll be my Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll say Eagle. I'll say I'll say Bengals San Fran. Bengals Niners. Yeah, let me see. Let me see Purdy. Go all the way. Third, third time they will have played in the Super Bowl. Hmm. Since he come back for a little double revenge. All right. I can't believe you got Gino. I think I can't believe you're betting on Geno Smith. That's my that's my hey. takeaway from this. I can't believe you're I can't believe you have an opportunity to bet against Geno Smith in the playoffs and you're not taking it. Gino covers. Gino is a cover machine. You, uh, I think he fell off in the second half, though, man. I don't know if this guy's, that streak ended. He well, hasn't been the same the second half. You know, Gino Smith was a candidate for that, you know, that career revival, Rich Gannon situation for half the yeah. year, and then he became Gino Smith again. Like, oh, okay, well, that was a, that was fun while it lasted, but not these things aren't forever. <laughs> we'll see. Oh yeah, we'll see, I think Gino's got a little some up his sleeve, and that's losing by nine or less, ten or less. You think one, two? You think we get? You think half these games are entertain like are competitive, entertaining games? No, three, <laughs> two, two competitive. I think we get. I'm gonna go two. Okay, I'm gonna go two. What ends up being the game of the weekend? Uh, game of mm, game of the weekend. I'm going to say is there's two two in mind. Uh, Giants Vikings. Yeah, it's my pick too. Hey, just they, we we see what they can put up. Cowboys Cowboys Bucks was my other one, but uh, those. I don't know. I, I you know, that could that could be a dud. That could be kind of a dud. I don't know. That could be an ugly game, man. I mean, Vikings have played exciting games all year, so it's like, why would it be any different now? <laughs> yeah, it's true. The Vikings have played. The Vikings have played the most exciting games all year, so I'll go with yeah, Vikings Giants. All right, I think that's tough. That's a good one. Good. All right, I think that's it. I think I'm tapped out for Wild Card Weekend for now. That's it. I'm ready to go. I can't wait. Saturday at four thirty, I'll be uh, all done. Like, pre- like I'll be done. Like running around by then, mm-hmm. be prepping for the next day. Get some. I get Seattle San Fran on as I'm. Uh, I don't know seasoning the chicken and whatnot. 
Ready to go, man. Let's do this. Wildcard weekend. Let's do it. Super wildcard weekend. Super <laughs> duper. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks as always, everybody, for spending the time with us here on Sunday. Poor, we appreciate you listening. We will talk yeah. on Monday, Tampa and Dallas. And yeah, we'll see everybody uh, Monday night from uh, the big sombrero. Tampa, Dallas. Uh, Going to be great. Until then, peace. Use those gas stoves while you can. Yeah. <laughs>